0: hi and welcome Um, today um, as part of Kingdom Seekers I'm visiting my good friend Jermaine Bishop and God had led me to visit him and to just ask him questions to see how he's doing and he actually has a word prepared um, about what's going on in the world right now so without further ado
1: Bishop Jermaine Hello, everyone. Um, welcome. Um, I'm excited to uh, spend this time with you guys. Um, and I'm excited to uh, spend this time with Greg. Um, I really feel like um, God reconnecting us um, is is really important because um, there is there's is a tremendous time in our in our in our world right now. Uh, and we We really need to hear a word from God, Uh, not just from opinion and not just from uh, even from a place of hype or Christian hype, um, but a real word. Um, And so I am humbled to say that um, during this time, even through the election, um, God really has put a lot of things on my heart biblically and looking at biblically. Um, and really readjusting how I pray for our nation, and even readjusting how I view where we are um, as a nation in the will of God. And so so that's something that we're going to be talking about today. All right. Um Well, first off,
0: um, just like, what is on your mind? Like, what has God been showing you? Wow.
1: Um, well, one of the things that the Lord has been showing me um, as of late personally— um, has been on reevaluating prayer and what prayer looks like. Um, and that's just in my own private time uh, with the Lord. And really seeing that uh, when we pray about something, um, we have to really pray according to uh, what His will is. And so if I'm asking for something, if I'm seeking out something, uh, it has to be according to His will. It just can't be just off of a whim, and so, so I've I've been doing really good, and that's just something that He's been really challenging me personally, and and so I've just been really, uh, really dealing with that in the Word. So nice. it's been pretty good. It's a good journey, and it's something that He, every I I I feel like it's every other year or season where He will have me go back and you know do this uh, this run through again. And which is good because it challenges me to really uh, uh i think it sharpens my hearing in the prophetic uh as well as the apostolic as well it sharpens me to really get back into the mode of really hearing from him um and so so during this time that 's the season that i 'm in right now, so
0: hmm. I kind of came up with two different questions at that point um <laughs> but <coughs> one is as god has shown me um last sunday when i was in worship it's like what is truly spending time with jesus what is really seeking his face um and that's the question i guess i would have to ask you um is that what does that look like for you what is really seeking his face spending time with jesus like if he's legitimately here right now Mm -hmm. even though it says um we may not see him, you know, like yet those who don't see but believe, you know, we're right. blessed are those. Mm-hmm. So, um yeah.
1: Wow. Um, I would say what it looks like for me, um seeking him. Um, I always go back to uh, the verse in uh, in uh Psalms, uh, where it says he says, um, you know, my heart says, uh, seek his face. And so David is having an internal dialogue with himself, and and so he is spurring himself on to seek God. And so a lot of people, when we read that verse, we think that God is speaking, but that's if you really read the verse, uh, David is speaking to himself. He says, "My heart says, seek His face. He's so therefore, Your face, Lord, I will seek." And so, so there's this idea of it does start internally. Yes God there are moments that God bids us to come and seek his face and he will call us a little higher um in our in our faith and in our in our walk with him but there are moments where you have to have a self dialogue and say wait a minute you need to really seek God right now and get in the mode of seeking him and so and so David has this internal dialogue and he says see my heart says seek his face he says your face lord I will seek and then he goes into the rest of the psalm and he talks about how God reveals his mercy and his grace and his truth He found that out because he spurred himself on to seek it Mm. and so So when you're looking at how you seek God, I think it has to do with where your heart is Do you really seek him to get anything? Mm. Because Hebrews 11 says if you if you come to God He said we must first come to him and believe that he exists and that he rewards those who diligently—there's that word again—that diligently seek him. See, um, not that those who are uh, who uh, who are called by him; those who diligently seek him out. He said, "But if you seek him out, you must do do so with the heart that he exists, and that he will reward you if you seek." Mm. And so, so I think there's this dualship that's there.
0: You know, it says, um, seeking shall find, knocking shall be open, asking mm. shall receive. Now, if you're all, if it's all about lining up with God, if it's mm-hmm. about pursuing him, that's what I believe. A lot of those there would be is. yeses if you pursue him and only unto him. Absolutely. Um, second question, actually, like I said, um, there's two. Mm-hmm. Um, about seeking God, it's about his word. So, um, if we have a word from God. And yet we see on Facebook, I've seen it multiple times, where people have the word of God, and they'll say something, but I feel like there's like no uh, authority in it. I don't see it happening. And then when the time passes that they said it was supposed to happen, it doesn't happen, mm-hmm. uh, you kind of start thinking, like, okay, was that a false word? Was that really God? Mm-hmm. And so here's the question. like, How do you um, determine your feelings, your thoughts, and then God's speaking God's word um that's why I ask you like what is it to sp- to pursue God to seek him if he's right in front of you, and that's great how you line up with Daniel It says internally, I would say, seek the Lord, you know like i, I you know like for me personally, I'd be like God, and I'd start talking to him, mm-hmm. and then there's just words I'll just come up in, in my head, and I know that's from him, especially when uh you feel it bring hope, bring peace, bring love, so um now your thoughts
1: on that? Well, um, I would say, and I'll probably answer both at the same time with one with one scripture. Um, when when you're dealing with prophecy, when you're dealing with giving a word to anybody, um, and I think we talked about it before, but to really kind of highlight, um, when we cannot be in the mode of just um giving prophecy because everybody else is okay um you find uh zachariah and many of the other prophets of old um god um god strictly forbid them to be prophesying with the rest of everybody else okay and so so there's a sanctification process there's a to be sanctified means to be set apart for God's use okay and so so in that um if a person is just off the whim for example um if you're prophesying because it's popular then you're not hearing from God because everybody else is saying the same thing mm. and God's word doesn't line up with other people His his word will always stand out by itself, and you can't find anything like it. See what I mean? And so if you find eight people prophesying the same thing, but only one of them are saying, well, actually, this is what I'm hearing, then the others have to evaluate if they're really listening. I know that sounds odd, but the one is the majority, and the reason why is because if God is going to say something, it's not going to make sense to you. And so if eight of those prophets are prophesying something that makes sense and sounds good, but only one prophet is really saying, actually, y'all need to pray and repent, then the eight have it wrong. Why? It's because one becomes the majority of saying, no, I really was in my prayer time with God and I shut myself out and I really consecrated myself and sanctified, see, set apart. And I really wanted to hear from God and I wanted to hear something different than popular opinion." and this is what I got, then then the majority rules. See? And that's what was happening during the time of Zechariah and many of the rest, and even Jeremiah, where you found prophets were prophesying one thing, and, and when God called Jeremiah, who was a young man, a young boy, and God says, no, actually tell him that they're going into captivity. Every other prophet during the time of Jeremiah was prophesying something totally different. See? And there was about 80 of them. Surrounding the king at that time and so here comes this boy prophet and says actually what God is really saying is You're gonna go into captivity and you need to yield to to the king of Babylon And they said throw him in the stocks because it doesn't make sense But everybody else was saying things that sound popular Mm. see and so the majority and we find this in the Bible the majority rules so So when you're listening and you see that on Facebook and you see that on YouTube be weary See? Because if it just makes sense, oh man, that sounds so good, it makes sense, Mm, then that's not how God thinks. He never says things that make sense to the mind. See? It will always sound crazy. It will always sound outlandish. It will always sound like, man, that's just offensive to hear. But that's how God talks. See? Why? It's because He's not going to speak in the way where it's going to just make you feel good. It's going to speak... To give you conviction to give you some solid truth that you can depend upon and later on it will become solid for you to stand on if you allow it to Mm. and this is where the bible says then when jesus came is the stone that the builders rejected has has become the foundation of the church see it was it didn't make sense at first but that same rejection and that same stone is now what we call our faith see but when, at it, when it was being preached at the time, Jesus was crucified for it. Hmm. It was illegal. See, didn't make sense. And so, so I think that's what we really have to look at. And so when you see that stuff on Facebook and, and all over media, and it, and it sounds good, um, both myself and many other elders in the prophetic, um, I kind of shake my head at it. Because it's like, eh no <laughs> Somebody ain't here right. So So um like I've
0: given words before and this is where the question kinda of goes into, well, if there's um multiple people uh saying a certain word, I've been told like, hey, that's confirmation. Now like what's the difference between mm. that and yeah. Or like Ahab, where everybody's saying the same thing, and right. then somebody comes and says, "Okay, yeah, you should go to, you should go to war because uh, you're gonna win it." Mm-hmm. You remember that? And then he mm-hmm. goes, "Oh yeah, he finally so said he something confirmation. good." Confirmation. Yeah. He, he said something good. Goes out, and gets killed. Yep. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, but like that, yeah. So how how do you determine then like what's confirmation and yeah. like everybody's agreeing with one another? Right. I mean, you see it on Facebook. I hear it um, mm-hmm. with other believers. They will just say something because it sounds good, right. uh, but but even
1: sometimes even you know, confirmation can sound good too.
0: Right.
1: I mean, so this whole idea of confirmation, uh, to be honest, through other people, I I don't unless the Lord really puts it on my heart to 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 say something to someone and they say, ooh man, that's what I was that's what I was hearing. Okay, we call that confirmation, but that's just prophecy. See what I mean? Because prophecy comes to confirm what God has already spoken to that individual. So we get kind of confirmation out of zone. Because, say, oh, see, that's confirmation, that's confirmation. Okay, n- n- no, slow down. Prophecy itself, in the embodiment of prophecy, comes to confirm what God has already spoken to the heart.
0: Hmm.
1: See? And so confirmation that you find biblical is not through a person, it is through the word coming to pass. That's what God spoke to Deutero- uh, to Moses in Deuteronomy mm-hmm. and in Leviticus. He said, if the if there is a prophet among you, he said, you will know that God has spoken to him because what he has said, may not like it, but if, you, if what he says comes to pass, he said, then it has been confirmed. Mm-hmm. If it has been confirmed that he is a prophet. He didn't say it was going to be confirmed by people. Why? Is because, again, we go back to it. Because when a real prophet is talking, nobody likes it. <laughs> See what I mean? It sounds outlandish. It sounds scary. It sounds weird. I don't know what you're talking about, man. Doesn't doesn't even sound good to me. Right. But watch the word. Mm. And if the word comes to pass, then God is spoken. See? And you can't ignore that. Mm. See? And that's why the prophets of old were ridiculed, and they died for their faith, but end up in the books. Because why? Because everything that they prophesied... Mm came to pass. And they say, okay, oh, that was really a prophet. Sorry, we killed you. <laughs> See what I mean? So that's what you look for. It's not necessarily a person confirming it. It is God confirming it himself because he will bring it to pass.
0: What's well, interesting, interesting. Um, it just looks like a funny thing. I'm not sure if you would want to call it confirmation. I mean, I just use that word for myself, but uh, that's the whole reason why I'm doing this podcast. <laughs> because someone gave me a word back in February of this year. Mm-hmm. And then um, in September, they said, uh, or was it October, they mm-hmm. said the same thing. They said, you know, Greg, you, you should do a podcast. So it was two different people. And then the third person said it finally at the end of October. And they said, Greg, you should do a podcast. And I was like, you're the third person to tell me that this year. And so the first time I heard it, I was got really excited, but I kind of steered the r- different direction. I started mm-hmm. doing YouTube videos and videos, not podcasts, which is just audio. Right. Uh, so that's kind of funny because it took me three times to finally be like, okay, God, like I heard the first time I got excited, but then I kind of went sideways with it. It, But now I'm actually doing it. Um, and yet, to be honest, I feel like sometimes I'm like Moses. I, God, I'm not that great speaker. I jump around a lot. Mm. Uh, as you guys probably will experience, I'm trying to get better at my speaking. Um, before I get into this next big question, Mm -hmm. um, something I do want to say is, um, going into that people who just want to fit in um mm-hmm. god was before we made we started doing this podcast we were worshiping and that kind of also came to me it's that god has made you specifically um, whoever is listening to this uh i used to have that that um feeling of want to fit in to be everything thing that god has called me plus more so like if i saw other people the christians doing radical things uh i would want to fit in and what i i would say is this <clears throat> it's kind of like going to ecclesiastes even prophetic words will come to an end Uh, nothing is more important than God. So when God wants to do Mm -hmm. something, just abide in that. Sometimes it's for your own good and for your protection that you don't go into all these deep stuff Mm -hmm. um, because sometimes it will scare you how deep things are. And plus, um, you are judged by what you do know. So sometimes God will keep things away from you because he will judge you more harshly. It's kind of like if you started thinking you were a teacher and you started speaking all these things, then you're more judged as a teacher. Yes. Um so it's better mm-hmm. for you maybe not to be a teacher right yet or maybe if you even are called one. Mm-hmm. But um it's okay just be where you are. God has grown me in that to where um even doing podcasts, I'm just being humble, and trying to be uh just seeking him and just to uh Obey, I guess I would say, because I am not the best speaker, but I believe God will bless whoever listens to this and it will impact people. Um, so now this big question, because now, um, as a, as we're talking about Jeremiah, we're talking about the people who gave words that were like crazy, um, and also just knowing of what you kind of want to talk about. So I'm just going to kind of spoil it right then and there. Uh, judgment on america now kind of want to get into that because i know you were talking about god has been telling you some things and uh why is there judgment on america <laughs> and Jerm- uh, jermaine go ahead go deep you know
1: yeah <laughs> uh so for our listeners um this is biblical this is not doomsday prophecy and the world's gonna burn There's nothing to do with that um you know in kind Uh, It it is a judgment, uh, and there is judgment coming, and it's very much biblical. Um, But America is included, okay? Um, We must read the Word of God, uh, and I want to say this before we get into the Scripture, um, or both Scriptures. We're going to read two Scriptures. Um, And so if you have your Bibles uh, or a notepad, you can read these Scriptures on your own as well, um, in full. But read it with the Holy Spirit. Um, but I said that to say this, um, we must read the word of God from, from God's perspective. We cannot read it from a Western mindset. If we read it from a Western mindset, we will always leave ourselves and our nation out of it. And we will say, oh, but that's, that's for Israel or that was for, you know, uh, Greece or that was for those places, you know, but we're in America. God bless America. No, no when he says nations, you are a nation. And so we have to read it from God's perspective. He does not exclude America. He includes America. So when he says he's going to judge the world, America is in the world. So that means he's going to judge the whole world. Okay? So, so this includes you, this includes your, your life. And so as a believer, you have to read the word of God from that perspective that it means your culture. It means your nation. And so when God sees sin, he doesn't leave out. And, and and this is the truth, though. If If that is the case, then he would leave Israel out. Because as we all know, Israel is God's actual chosen people. And he doesn't leave them out when he regards to judgment. He says he's going to judge them, too. See, so we have to read the word of God from that basis that America is not left out of it. Okay, so from that point, this is where we will start. Um, so the Lord, um, while I've been praying, both through the election, and we'll get to that in a minute, um, but praying through the through the election, and even praying through um, when both candidates, and I say both candidates, because I I show no favoritism, okay, um, I, I will pray for anyone that is in office, okay, I'm not biased in that, uh, if you hold an office, I'm praying for you, and if I hear a word of God for you, then God's gonna have me pray that word out, okay, I don't care if you're Democrat or Republican, it doesn't matter, um, if God's gonna correct you, he's gonna correct you, so, um, being prophetic myself, I've been praying through this time, And so, praying for our nation, praying for all of our leaders, um, the sitting president uh, included, as well as the former president, Um, and just just praying through things as the candidates were running, and all of the candidates that that were running at the time. And so, the Lord began to show me this vision. He showed it to me twice. Uh, The first time was in August, and that's what I'm going to talk about. And the last one was in October, so last month. Um, so the first one was in August, I was traveling and the Lord showed me, he took me into an open vision and in the open vision, um, the Lord showed me, um, our nation divided. It, literally, he showed me a map and he showed me the United States literally severed into into parts. And, but it looked like a heart. It was shaped like a heart. Um, but it's you could still see that it was the United States, and it was severed, okay. And when I looked at that, the Lord began to speak to me, and He said, "Pray that the nation does not divide." And and so again, this was this was before the candidates. Each candidate had already kind of you know made their stance in a way. And so I was like, okay, that's interesting. And so. And so. I I kept that to myself, prayed on it, took that to my prayer time. Um and then in October, um which would be October 20th, um as I was getting back into uh into the Portland area, the Lord showed me the same vision. Um but when he showed me the same vision, uh he had me look up a particular prophetic word from another prophet uh some time ago. And and so I looked that word up and that word talked about exactly what I saw in August, which was this area of division coming and this severing coming. And so I prayed into it and I said, okay, God, why Why with the nation? See, because when God shows you something prophetically, you have to start asking why. And you can. It's biblical. And so I said, okay, God, why are you showing me this? And then he began to take me to two different scriptures, which is where we're going to be going right now. Uh, He gave me Matthew 24 and Matthew 25. And then he gave me Romans 1, uh, Romans chapter 1 and Romans chapter 2. So we're dealing with Matthew chapter 24, so the whole thing, and Matthew chapter 25, the whole thing. And then he gave me Romans chapter 1 and Romans chapter 2. So I'm just going to repeat that just in case you're taking notes. So... When he gave me these scriptures, he began to speak to me and gave me this word. He said, judgment is coming to the world. It's coming to all nations. Okay. And he said, I have, I have allowed certain things to take place, both the elections and all of these other things, because I'm giving the world, okay, so again, as I explained before, America's included, okay, so you'll hear that, um simultaneously as I speak. Um, He said, I am giving the world what they want. They want sin. They want immorality. They want all these different things. So I'm giving them over to a debased mind. And then he took me back and he says, but Christians have to be aware now. This is what he told me. He said, Christians have to be aware now that they need to start praying for my will to be done and not for popular opinion. And then he began to take me into, this is where we came to Matthew, of course, 24 and Matthew 25. And so, as he began to speak this to me, as I was reading the scripture, this is what Jesus speaks to. Matthew 24, for those who know it and for those who don't. Matthew 24, the disciples come to Jesus and they say, what what is going to be the signs of your coming? And of the end of the age, okay, when you come back a second time. And so he says he says do not be deceived there're going to be wars there's going to be rumors of wars he says there's going to be ethnic wars ethnic means race so racial tension so BLM come on black lives matter okay blue lives matter all that that's racial tension Jesus that, that was a, that was way long time ago see and Jesus said that when he spoke that in that time there was none see so he was speaking it for our time. And so he said there will be racial tension, ra- ethnic wars, racial tension. He said there's going to be earthquakes, so there's going to be famines. He said there's going to be all these different things. He said there's going to be storms in the heavens and on the earth. He said, but when you see these things, he said, just know that these are birth pains for the world itself. He said, but just know that I'm coming back. Okay? Okay. And then he begins to break it down in Matthew 25, and even in the prior areas of Matthew 24, uh, verses 36 through 40. He begins to break down that no man is going to know when I'm coming back. He said, but you must stay alert. Okay, so that means stay, stay, out, of, stay out of the political thing. Okay, of trying to pick sides. He said, no, no, no. He said, for you, he said, you stay alert. He said, because many false Christs and false prophets are going to rise. He said, speaking many things. He said, many people will be deceived and go that way. He said, but not for you. You, you stay alert. You stay awake. He said, because many are going to be deceived and going, what? And choosing sides. He said, but not for you. You stay alert. And so he's speaking to the church. Who is he speaking to? He's speaking to, to, to the disciples. The disciples, those are our spiritual ancestors. That That's the beginning of the church. So if he's speaking to the disciples, he's speaking to the church. We are Christians, okay? So those were our ancestors. And so he says, he said, but you, who's you? The church. He said, but you, you don't be deceived. Why? You stay alert and be aware of these signs in these times, okay? And so that is what we need to look at in these times. It's going to get bad. And then he speaks to the church and he says, you are going to be persecuted in every nation. See, so again, come on, simultaneously, you got you to gotta include America. He said, you will be hated in all nations because of me. He said, but do not be alarmed. And then he says it again. He says, these are signs. They're birth pains. He said, just know I'm coming back for you. And so, we need to pray the will of God in understanding that if these times are getting hard, yay. Why? Because Jesus is coming back. We can't keep praying for peace. See? And this is where he then says, he he said, there will be many that will arise saying peace and safety. He said, but sudden destruction shall come afterwards. See? So, this is where it leads into politics. Okay, We cannot go by emotion to say, oh, well, he said it's going to be peaceful. No, you're the church. Stay alert and stay awake. When they say peace, uh-uh, don't go for that because that's not what Jesus promised. See? He said it's going to get worse. And so, so we got, this is our DNA. Okay? Come on. Stay with me. This is our DNA. We, you have to understand this is what Jesus wants. This is his will. Why? It's because the atmosphere has to be set for him to come back. Okay? This is, these are the, this is the atmosphere. He did not say the atmosphere would be peaceful and quiet when he returns. He said it will be in turmoil. See? So why are we praying for peace and for everything to be just calm so we can just go back to normal when he says, no, 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 I, I have to come back. And the atmosphere has to be a certain way for me to come back. See, because he repeats it three or four times in Matthew 24, and then you get into 25. He says the same thing. He said, just know, what? That I'm coming back. When you see this atmosphere, just know I'm coming back. It's being set for me. See, so why would we pray against it? No, stop praying against it. So I speak to you Christians. Stop praying against it. You pray for the will of God. And what is the will of God? For Jesus to return. Okay, so stop looking for your comforts and look for the will of God, and the will of God is for Jesus to return, and the atmosphere has to be set for that, so if it means you being persecuted, then good you're a Christian. get used to it, okay? Christianity should not be popular; it should be hated. Why is because you're telling people not to sin? See that was that that's what our ancestors were persecuted. that's why Peter was crucified upside down for see. Christianity was not popular. Now it's popular and now we've become comfortable being Christians. But back then, they were running for their lives. And those are our ancestors. So so in this time, that is what God is speaking. Okay? Now, how then can we go forward? You can go forward by being aware of the fact that it is going to get worse. But you stay in your faith. Okay? You stand, okay? He said, you will be persecuted. He said, but know this. I'm coming back for you. So stand, watch. He repeats it five times. But you stand, watch, and you pray, and you be alert. He said, because I'm coming like a thief. You won't know when I'm coming, but just, just stay alert and know the signs, okay? So that's Matthew 24, okay? I just wanted to give you that. That's what he told me. So everything I'm speaking to you is what he told me. And then Matthew 25, Matthew 25 gives us an idea of the kind of atmosphere that he wants us in, okay? And the kind of mindset that he wants us in. So Matthew 24 gives us atmosphere, Matthew 25, he gives parables and examples of what he wants the believer to look like when he returns, okay? So he gives the parable of the virgins, be ready, okay? What's oil? Oil is anointing so he says hey keep your anointing okay don't give away your anointing don't sell out for a false doctrine that's what that means so he says no you trim your lamp and you stay ready you keep the anointing of god flowing in your life that's prayer life okay that's 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 true doctrine which is the which is the revelation that jesus is the son of god don't give that up to nobody okay for popular opinion you keep your anointing And then he gives a parable of the talents. That means do what you got to do while you're here. Okay? You got a gift and talent? Use it for the kingdom. Don't use it for income. Don't use it to get wealthy for yourself. You use it for the kingdom and God will bless you as you use it for the kingdom. So to all my entrepreneurs out there, that parable is for you. You're a believer. God's called you to, uh, to a different mountain, like a mountain of media, mountain of government, you know, family, whatever, church, whatever that mountain is, that talent is given to you to double it for the kingdom, not for yourself, okay? So he says, this, now that you know the atmosphere, this is what I want you to be doing in that atmosphere. So it's going to be turmoil around you, but this is, the, this is what I want you to look like. And then he gives us Matthew 25 and he says, I want you to be like a wise virgin. I want you to be like a wise talent maker. Okay. I want you to be, um, wise in your dealings and how you treat people. Okay. Then he gives us, uh, the, the parable of the sheep and the goats. That is the judgment now. See? So he says, this is what I want you to look like. I, I want you towards the end of all of this I want you to stand before me, understanding that how you treated people and how you lived like a wise virgin and like a wise talent maker. He says, you will stand before me and there is going to be judgment over what you did. He said, but to those who kept the faith and stayed right, he said, I will say what? Enter in. He said, but for the rest, depart from me. I don't know you. Why? And so towards the end of this, he says, why would they say that? God, where were you? I, I didn't see you. He said, if you did it to the least, you did it to me. See? So that's the atmosphere, and that is the, that is the idea that he wants us to live in right now. Okay? We're about to go to Romans, but I just want to take a break real quick. When he was telling me all this, it, it scared me. Because if you read Matthew 25 real carefully... He says, there will be those who will be standing there that said, Lord, but we did signs and wonders. Lord, but we healed in your name. In. Highlight that word in your Bible if you're reading it right now. In. We did it in your name. We we weren't in relationship with you. We just did it in your name your name. There's power in the name of Jesus. But if you don't have relationship with him, that's a whole different story. And that's what Jesus is saying. He said, you will stand at the gate and they said, Lord, we did it in your name. He said, but I don't know you. So yeah, you use my name and I respond to my name. So yeah, that's why it happened. Because what? There's power in the name of Jesus. Demons know that name. So just because you use the name, but you don't know him, God says you have to give an account for that. I can see the miracle, but I see your heart. Why, because God does not see as man sees. Man looks on the outward, what's outward? The miracles. Man looks on the outward appearance, and they say, oh man, that's a good person. But God says, no, I judge by the heart. You don't know me, but you use my name. And so he says, depart from me, I don't know you. See, so in this time, we have to be really, come on church, okay, stay with, gotta stay with me. We we have to, we gotta go right. With this, because of a lot of people using his name, but they're using it for fame and fortune, and they will have to give an account for that at the end of this. Okay, so th- this is the character that Jesus wants to see. I want to see you actually living it when I get back. Because guess what? If you look at the, the the virgins and the and the talents, and even towards the end of this uh, of the verse, he says each time the 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 master came back unexpectedly. The servants didn't know it. He just came back and they had to give an account each time. The virgins had to give an account and the ones that didn't do right, guess what? They got left out and they knocked on the door and said, Lord, open to us. He said, I don't know you. Same thing with the talents. Okay. Came back unexpectedly. Okay. Turn in your reports. They turned in the reports. The one that said, Hey, you know what? I, I didn't know when you was going to come back. And he said, so you did wrong. Get out. See? same thing. What is he looking for? Do what I told you to do. And what did he tell us to do? Preach the gospel. Okay. Go out, preach the gospel, make disciples, discipleship, not just build buildings, make disciples of all nations and teach them everything I taught you. What? How to live righteous, how to live pure, how to live holy. Okay. How to treat your neighbor right. The golden rule, how to love somebody. Do those things. That's what he's looking for. Let the anointing flow in your life. Be good with your talents. To where when you stand before me at the gate, you're not a goat, you're a sheep. That's what he's looking for. So then we go to Romans. You right?
0: That's good. Everything you're saying, um, honestly, like it's... (laughs) For bad, for lack of better words, it's be kind of funny confirmation. On, As I was bro. like, um, actually, I do kind of want to share this because I talked Good. about it in my last video mm-hmm. um, how God will speak to you. Mm-hmm. Um, everything like Jermaine saying, like things that uh, God was telling me in worship, and um, things that I had been pondering. Mm-hmm. Uh, why? Uh, just gonna speak this out um, about the mountain of media. Mm-hmm. um Jermaine, you gave me that word back this summer, and I'm doing this podcast, and I was tempted to do sponsorship with this just to get some income, but then I realized, no, because I want this to be free and not have to get money from it. If it that blesses is... you, guy, then that's better than, mm-hmm. and that's one. The second one was I was wa- hearing about, and, and this is not to be mean, this is not to be uh, offensive, but the Hillsong guy, pastor in New York, got fired, yes. so... Him being a, they classified it as a celebrity pastor. Come on. And as you were just speaking um, about, it's not it's not a popular word. Yeah. Um, I actually was reading that, actually. Somebody was saying that um, that it's, the word uh, Christian was actually not a popular vote. It's not a popular topic. No. Um, a lot of people don't like it. And so many were persecuted. And just like confirmation right there. So there's two confirmations right there. Mm-hmm. What you're saying. Uh, now, for lack of a better word, uh, confirmation. But, no, you're seeing um, it. You're right. But what I'm seeing uh, about for myself uh, to really dig deep, not to sin, not to lie, not to lust, not to any of that stuff, Um, to really, like, stand guard. I mean, you don't know when he's coming, and God's been kind of speaking on on my heart, Um, not saying I'm purposefully sinning, but to be really be more aware, like, to live holy. Um, And last but not least, make disciples. Um, That word... You don't have to um, strive in that. This is the encouragement that people will want to follow you if they see Jesus. Um, so just spend time with Jesus. And um, you'll make disciples sometimes whether you like it or not, in a sense. Um, people I've had people tell me, like, Greg, I want to be like you. And I say, don't. You don't want to be like me. You want to be like Jesus. Yeah, it is um Mm -hmm. because i will make mistakes i will fall sometimes but it says the righteous will will fall seven times to get back up so also for if you guys struggle with sin it's not pursuing sin um and that scripture where it says, uh, away from me, yeah. what God really highlighted to me last Sunday was those who practice lawlessness. Yeah, it is. That part, what really was this. Mm-hmm. If you're a Christian, and yeah, this is a conviction for myself. Sometimes I've been in places where I've, I've lied because I didn't want to get in trouble. And I'm like, God, I am so sorry. Mm-hmm. I got scared and right my mouth was said that lie. Where mm-hmm. I've been angry. Mm-hmm. Um, those who practice lawlessness is where they do it without caring. It's like... That is- it's like you're, mm-hmm. it's like you're, uh, I'm a Christian. Why are you drinking? Why are you partying? Why are you looking at pornography? Mm-hmm. Why are you lusting? Why are you coveting? Mm-hmm. Why are you, um, not loving your neighbor? Oh, well, I was just telling them the truth. And, and, uh, you know, I, I was being loving. Yes, there's a point of that. But if you're dishonoring them, if you're, uh, beating them down, if you're like disowning them, what's there's Christians who have, um, just even coming today, uh, Seeing this where a, uh, a christian isn 't even talk to a family member because they voted the wrong vote it's like mm-hmm. really like mm-hmm. you're supposed to be loving, not casting people you 're supposed to draw people in, not push them away yes. that's what 's happening with America is there's a lot of the vision mm-hmm. and um two things I want to share mm-hmm. um, because you say you're a Christian, do you think you're better? Did you earn your salvation? You speak, but you don't act. You are like a slumbering fool. First remove the plank from your own eye, then you can remove someone else's. That is talking about self-righteousness, as Jermaine uh, told me. This is actually, it happened right at the end of worship. I got these words that came to my mind. And uh, the next one is, uh, as you're talking about a tear in America, there was another tear that God actually kind of goes into that. Um. Is God is is stopping is is going to stop something? Now this is I don't know what it is, and I hope God. uh pray got more into this. That God will show me, but He is going to cut something. So if I have a grandfather and a, my father and then me, God wants to cut that after my father, so mm-hmm. it doesn't keep on going to this next generation. So if I was a grandfather, that's good, or if I was a father myself, my son would not be impacted by it. Mm-hmm. Um, would actually be more like my my son. Um, but, but. Um, Now, this great. is both to the Christians and to the non-believers. Um, this is, I wrote down an OT, um, on my notes, but it was, it was talking about to the Jews first and then to the Gentiles. So to the Christians and then to the Gentiles, God has shown me that the way that God ministers, the way that God speaks to the Jews, to the Israelites is how it, it, it's like saying, imagine, um, us Christians, instead of saying israelites it 's to the christians it 's so um the the New Testament is talking about to the non believers talking about people who come to Christ and also about walking righteously yeah, about yeah. pursuing Jesus but when you think about the um the corrections, the disobedience, and how um they were see, the jews were with they were with God and yet they can choose to be against him or to be a, to do to away rebel. with him to rebel
1: mm-hmm.
0: Um, Jesus talks about, um, you know, the narrow path. So if you're following Jesus mm-hmm. um, and you're following the narrow path, keep going, don't stop. But to people who say, oh, I, I I believe in Jesus, I'm saved. But are you walking it? Are you walking the path that will bring you persecution, that will bring people turning, uh, looking at you in disgust? Mm-hmm. See, that's the path. But see, the wide road. There's so many Christians that are out there um, that say they know Jesus, but Mm -hmm. they're not following him. There's there's between... I would summarize it like this. There's um, believers. Mm -hmm. There's fans of Jesus. And then there's followers of Jesus. Like, you could be maybe a believer, but you're not really following. And you could be a fan where you have all this, you know, t-shirts and stuff... um, Mm-hmm. apparel yeah, like yeah. you're making yourself look good you're probably just a little bit step up than just a believer mm-hmm. but I'm not trying to go into into rank too much but just an idea and then there's actually followers who are saying okay God like you correct me um, now I said this to Jermaine tonight but he kind of showed me where the truth in the scripture is I thought that uh, a rod and a and the staff was one was a staff would, I can lean on. I was, I, I was thinking as if, if I was hiking and I was going to slip, I would hold on to it. But Jermaine said, no, a rod is the one with the little loop and mm-hmm. like a sheep is more talking about the sheep. So in that, in that Psalms 23 mm-hmm. and uh, it's to, uh, it's to pull. So, Hey, like you're going the wrong way. I'm going to pull you into this direction. And that staff is a straight stick and it will push them to go where they need to go. Um, And so that's why they comfort me. So in a sense, it's kind of close to what I thought, um, but as to your correction, your guidance, your faithfulness, God, that will lead, that will guide me, mm-hmm. and your, um, your love leads me to repentance. Mm-hmm. Um, That's good. So to good. finish his thoughts, I have this against you and this against you. I wrote that down as into the Christians and to the non-believers. So when we get judged, we're all going to be judged. Mm-hmm. whether you 're a believer or non believer so don 't just think that you're superman that oh i i am uh, I'm, I'm saved, so now I have all this you know god 's going to pour blessings on me, and this isn't to be honest the 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 um prosperity gospel I would say lean it more on to the fact that it's um, more s- spiritual the blessings you get that fills your soul um because the whole point. Of this life is to become less to follow Jesus to make Him more known, uh, with the New Testament, and uh, that's good. So that's a lot. I mean, I just kind of threw out there. um,
1: Uh, No, I want to. I want to kind of back that up uh, real quick because when you have um, so uh, we as believers, um, just to point point this out uh, biblically um Of what Greg is saying um, when we are believers, so David was speaking um to god uh, so if you read psalms um, um so when you read psalms um, and you read um, and you read um, what god is um, is doing in david 's life um Um, so I just wanted to really uh, make sure that the scripture was here. Um, so so when you have uh, David in uh, Psalms 23, um, he's describing he says, uh, his relationship with God. And so as he's describing it, he's speaking to God and he's telling God how grateful he is and what he has gotten out of that relationship. And so uh, what the Lord has been really highlighting to Greg um, is, you know, the rod and staff comforting. Um, indeed, and that is very much biblical. That is, that is God's discipline. Um, and that is his, uh, that is his guidance, you know. And so, okay. um, so, so that's where, uh, so that's where you have to understand as a believer, that is where God is wanting us to, um, to really speak to him in that. Um, Not everything that we're going to experience and I do want to say that in closing not everything that we say um, um, You know when we read the Bible, is it going to be uh, what we call nice and comforting see and that's why uh, I really want to kind of take a break as we were talking about Matthew because that is heavy and even what Greg just mentioned That's quite heavy. (laughs) And so so to really kind of slow this down um, This is not condemnation This is conviction that that we as believers, this is something that God is really wanting to see in our lives. And so because if we're going to live in this time and if we're going to be the real children of God, children of light, then, um, then this is what God is looking for. And so um, so we'll probably get into um, Romans another time. I, we I'm have
0: re- about nine minutes mm-hmm. left. we can do. This podcast can only go up to 60 minutes. It will stop at 60. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you guys for st- staying in there for this long. Um, we can do part one on this and then part two. Just stop the podcast and then sort of create a new one. Absolutely. But for those who are listening... um. I would say is this. This isn't just for you to hear. This is also for me to hear. I'll say this like what he's saying does bring conviction. I was reading my devotion this morning, uh, Morning and Evenings by Bill Johnson, which God has totally anointed. He talks about condemnation and the difference between condemnation and conviction is that one is uh, condemnation says you're done. Like, that's it. You're going to go to hell. Conviction is to guide you back. And it isn't meant to stay on there, stay on you for a long, like, conviction in the sense of, like, oh, all day long now I have to feel like I'm ashamed and horrible for what I just did. Even the sin that you just did. Um, this night, I, I didn't know. But they weren't supposed to be crying when they heard the word. The priests were not supposed to in front of the people. I didn't even know that. So it's like, wow. Um, they were actually supposed to. That's why they had the 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 feasts, so like God delivered you from mm-hmm. Egypt, you know the, the preparation. Yes, they yes. they had a feast. Rejoice. They celebrated mm-hmm. because the God giving um, correction isn't always something to be like ashamedful of. Actually, it's supposed to be like, "Thank you, Lord." Mm-hmm. Turn, turn, so turn basically change the thinking of, "Wow, like you know, I just did something bad, but God kind of like corrected me. Yeah. Thank you, Lord, for me not following." in the the steps the steps of the world Come thank on. you for changing my viewpoint That's into it. focusing on you yep. and that should be a rejoicing i know it sounds harsh and i know i am still learning this this is i learned this this morning i literally read it this morning <laughs> <laughs> yeah for real. so everything we're talking about has literally been confirmation has been like unity in the spirit mm-hmm. um even about the podcast the ideas of what i'm going to do when before i even create this when i first got here with Jermaine. I mean, God is on the move. God is doing something. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, one thing during worship God showed me was that his arms cover me. A uh, thousand may fall on my right, a thousand mm-hmm. on, my, on my left. my he got you. But with God's hand over me, you know, I shall not perish. I shall not die. God That's is good. with me. He is for me. He is not against me. Yeah. And so, you know, share this with a non-believer. You know, if you're listening uh, to your friend, you know, hopefully non-believers will just, seek this out just because they maybe want to disprove God and they hear this and may God just you know speak to them um, because the whole point of I would say um, even to go back on what I said about the whole point of our life is to follow God less less uh, less of us more of him and to not like to contradict what I say when I say this but um, he's not a God of just about doing what's right and wrong there's so much more um, he he uh, yeah. He wants to bless you, he wants to love on you, and by blessings it's not to like lead you into greed or to to uh, covetness, but it's to give you what you need. He doesn't always give you what you want, but he gives you what you need for the day so it's like so um as God has been kind of pouring this out, um, even with the presidential presidential election, I pray and I said God, like um, your will be done. I just start praying that for some strange reason that's what's also confirmation with what you've been saying um uh, it's don't be afraid of what happens don't be afraid uh but that lord that your will be done so the prayer our father in heaven hallowed be your name your kingdom come Mm. your will be done on earth as is in heaven give us this day our daily bread forgive our debt as we forgive our debtors lead us not into temptation but deliver us from the evil one for yours is the power and the glory forever um in jesus name Uh, (laughs) So looking at that scripture I've just been praying that Sometimes it's like If you don't know what to pray for Just pray that And ask God to just You know, give you a prayer Uh, Not to ramble on But there is a song That I I like Because it gives me the idea of Okay, maybe I can interpret Maybe I can do this in prayer as well But it's called Give me a song to sing And I will sing it for you, Lord You know, I'll sing it for you, God By Nine Pursuit And I was like, okay, God Give me a prayer to pray and i will pray that mm-hmm. you know god give me eyes to see how you want to see you know like how how do you want me to love somebody who doesn't like me give me that peace give me that joy give me that love so mm-hmm. um so yeah uh, this is going to be like part one of what's going to go the next part is going to be part two which this podcast will be released pretty much back to back because i'm going to start recording this right afterwards uh after this one ends but um any thoughts remain on this part we have like a couple more minutes
1: Um, to be honest I would just uh, uh, I'll probably save a lot uh, of what uh, of of the rest of what the Lord gave us Uh, excuse me Um, but I will say this uh, to to the listener Um, God's love um, so God is about you doing right okay um, he is He is about your sanctification, um, and He is about you being set apart for Him. And so, in a world that is um, both in jubilation over the fact of what they think that they have received, uh, just to do what they want to do, um, we see the world rejoicing, but as the righteous, we understand the, the mind of God. And the mind of God is, um, He knows the end of all things. And so we trust Him. And so it may not look uh, good right now. It may even feel crazy right now. Um, But um, this is the atmosphere that is being set so that God will do what He needs and wants to do. And so we have to rely on His will and the idea that He will keep us in all of these things. Um, And so so I just want to really end it with that, at least this portion. So... God bless you guys. Um, I look forward to uh, talking to you guys a little bit more uh, in the next podcast. And we'll see you soon. All right. God bless you guys.